0: This is Changing Healthcare, a podcast about accelerating transformation from change healthcare, where insights and technology meet to help make healthcare work better for everyone. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Changing Healthcare, a podcast about accelerating transformation. I'm your host, Sarah Linares, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Syed Ghilani, the CEO of SaferCare, a patient-centric healthcare transportation platform Safer Care offers medical transportation services with the goal of supplying affordable, comprehensive, wheelchair-accessible medical appointment transportation services to the public, while decreasing hospital discharge wait times and assisting the elderly and disabled. In our conversation, Syed tells us about Safer Care's business model, how they approach the unique challenges they face, and we'll also discuss how Change Healthcare's partnership helps Safer achieve its mission. Welcome, Syed, it's so great to have you on the show. Can you tell us a little bit more about Safer Care?
1: Oh, thank you, Sarah, for having me today on your platform. We were really looking forward to be part of this podcast. I think it's one of the many we're going to be part of. Safer started as a ride share for women. Uh, concept. But very quickly, we turned towards the healthcare transportation side because we knew, according to many research reports, that women make majority of their decisions on the household, specifically about healthcare transportation. So we knew this is a, a natural kind of a pathway for us to walk into. And when we saw the healthcare transportation market, which is quite significant, as you know, and it's very fragmented, and they're using multiple platforms, and sometimes they're using paperwork, physical paperwork, and inefficiencies everywhere. So we thought that Safer would fit right well as a platform that connects patients and healthcare providers with the credential and experienced transportation providers and drivers. So earlier this year, we moved into the space. We are rapidly growing, and, and our relationship with Change Healthcare, of course, changed everything, no pun intended, for us. And we are moving into the market with new services and new offerings based on the Change Healthcare platform.
0: Thank you for that. And backing up a little bit to the mission, you had a pivot that you just described, right? So it sounds like the mission was beginning with women, safer rides for women, and even drivers that are women that create employment opportunities. So that's really incredible. Tell us a little bit more about the philosophy and how that's carried forward with your pivot to healthcare.
1: So we realized that although there was a revolution in terms of transportation side, by bigger guys in the ride share market, we realized that there is a market that requires safe transportation and still value highly for specifically when it comes to family members or when it comes to women, they value safety very, very highly. So we walked into this market with the idea that a women driver would be driving, should be driving women, especially the women driver who work credential. And we knew that from the statistic alone that, Women are less prone to violence, less prone to sexual violence, and so on and so forth. So we realized that there is a real value for that. And when we did our market research, we found out that our women riders were willing to pay at least 50% more for a women driver. And there were so many women drivers in the suburban communities around the U.S., those who were not tapped by the big two giants in the ride share market. So we realized that there's a market that wants to drive for us, and there's a market that wants to take our rides. And we also saw that, according to Pew research, around 72% decisions were made by women in daily household decisions like children transportation or elderly transportation or medical transportation side of it. We knew that this is going to be another segment of the market that we are going to be going into. But when pandemic hit and COVID-19 pandemic hit, everything kind of stopped, right? We know that women had bigger challenge at hand. Most women were unemployed. Women had to make a decision, should they drive out to earn, or they should stay with their kids who were doing homeschooling or they were doing remote learning. So we realized that there is a market that we need to get into. And when we started studying the NEMT market, and NEMT stands for Non-Emergency Medical Transportation Providers, some studies says there are 17,000 of them, some say 19,000 of them. We saw them scattered around the country, and many of them are working with multiple brokers, who are traditional Medicare Medicaid brokers, and many of them are struggling on a day-to-day basis in managing their cost while being in operation. And then during COVID-19, we saw another economic pivot where inflation started going higher and higher and higher, so that increased the cost of operation for the NEMT providers. So we thought, okay, how can SAFER help empower those existing NEMT providers and also can add something to the market by, by utilizing it's the women driver force that we have already brought on board. Frankly, our transition to this space was a learning opportunity for us at the same time, but at the same time, it was quite rapid. We were aiming to bring on capacity for a million rides this year. We brought on board more than 4 million rides capacity on our platform. And in this whole quest, we were trying to figure out how can we make things easier for people, especially the patients. How can we make things easier for non-emergency medical transportation providers? And how can we make things easier for healthcare providers? Because if you talk about the traditional system, and when I say traditional system, which is Medicare, Medicare transportation side, people are required to call some 1-800 number, be on the line for minutes or hours, and then they have to request a ride 24, 48 hours in advance or sometimes days in advance. And as they request those rides, they're not even sure that somebody's going to come and pick them up or not. So there's a huge no-show problem in that market as well. And that no-show was costing overall healthcare, Medicare, and Medicaid budgets significantly. And of course, I mean, it goes without saying that it was costing patient healthcare as well. The healthcare outcome was declining while the system costing more and more. So that's counterproductive to whatever people are trying to do in Washington or anywhere in the, in the States side of it. So we said, okay, how can we tackle this problem? How can we make it easier for people? How can we make things more efficient, if you will? Not just with software alone, of safer care software, not just with our artificial intelligence-based platform, but also while partnering with companies like Change Healthcare. We met with one of your colleagues at a conference healthcare conference earlier this year. And when we realized that Change Healthcare is a significantly large player in data healthcare data market, and kind of data that they acquire and how you you manage it and how the relationships of change healthcare has in the market, we suddenly realized that there is a natural fit for safer care with change healthcare. And that's where we started working on a partnership with you guys and with change healthcare to, to figure out how can we how can we allow users, and I'm talking about users means patients or healthcare providers to be easily able to access the insurance information, check the eligibility, you know. Pre authorizations and the billing component side of it, which is historically a very, very, very tedious process. And time is money. So, when you're talking about 150 million people getting transport every year, and then their pre eligibility to be managed, their authorization to be managed, and their billing needs to be managed, and their copay needs to be managed, you're talking about if you take, let's say, an average of 10 hours per person for a ride request and all of this. You're talking about a significantly large amount of time and large amount of capital in terms of human resource as well, and money needed traditionally for this market. So we are very excited about this opportunity with the Change Healthcare that how we can revolutionize and reimagine the healthcare transportation completely. I mean, it's just a game changer.
0: The future of healthcare is here. At Change Healthcare, we are partnering with SaferCare to provide accessible and affordable non-emergency medical transportation to chronically ill and vulnerable underserved patients. One way we're helping SaferCare achieve its mission is through our Eligibility API. The Eligibility API uses the standard X12 EDI 270 eligibility transaction and formats it in JSON for an HTTP request. Making this data more accessible to developers and to users' applications. If you're looking for accurate reimbursements, efficient claims, and up to date support, then visit our website and request a quote today. If we back up a little bit in this existing market of transportation that is due, is ripe for disruption in itself is being rivaled with the rideshare business overall, right? Lyft and Uber have certainly made it known they've been interested in healthcare and, and making an attempt. And the stories are clear. You need specific types of vehicles. You need specific type of training in order to get to the underserved, those who need this the most, that commonly are not fully taking advantage of this benefit, don't even know they have it even, right? These are additional Blue Ocean in the market, a way to address some population and, and public health needs. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about the kind of patients that you know are a great fit for this. You know, who are you hoping goes and checks that eligibility?
1: That's a great question. There are two big players, like you mentioned. Their go-to-market strategy is simple. How they can do more rides at lower cost, right? So, and that's part of the go-to-market strategy, that how can they acquire the majority of the market? When you're going for a cheaper and cheaper rides and more volume, you have to sacrifice somewhere. So you will see a college kid who is driving for a pizza money or to pay the rent, or you will see you know someone who is not fully trained and not fully credentialed. They don't know how to even buckle up your wheelchair in the vehicle, or someone who doesn't know that if somebody has a seizure in the backseat, you don't have to drop them by the curbside. You have to take them home and make sure they're okay or somebody's coming from dialysis and so on and so forth. So I can see that those players have a. I mean, I'm not discounting their role in in overall transportation market. They're good at what they do. I mean, taking patients or people from place A to place B or point A to point B. Those who can very well walk themselves into the vehicle and walk themselves back into the house, and they're just fine and they don't need any help and they don't have any specific medical help. But as you deal with the Medicare population in particular, and you're looking at older population and the, they have more health complications, they they be either wheelchair bound and they have dialysis appointments and so on and so forth. They require specific attention. They require specific kind of detail in their transportation side of it. And even when you walk away from those, that population going to Medicaid population or even general population that wants to get to the doctor's appointment back, it's the overall business model that, how can you ensure that patient will be picked up at midnight when they're discharged from the hospital? How are you going to make sure that the patient is going to get picked up early in the morning? Those traditional rideshare companies, they're really good in urban settings. So if you're in New York City, for instance, you will find hundreds and hundreds of Uber drivers within 10-mile radius. But the moment you walk 10 miles outside of the urban setting, that's where you start having challenges because then you have less and less and less drivers. And then those drivers don't even know that if somebody is looking for a dialysis appointment or somebody's you know, going to a medical appointment, all the C's are right. And they may accept it and they may not accept it. The business model is different. So we saw a very particular niche for companies like Safer as a platform that can enter and connect uh, the demand with supply. And when we talk about demand, we have people who are sitting at home, people sitting in nursing home, people sitting in independent living assisted living facilities, people who are not able to manage themselves from third floor to the first floor and then out and they can't just walk the stairs and not every single building has elevators either how can we make sure that those people can get to the transportation and safer connects those patients with credential and experience and trained drivers with non-emergency medical transportation companies and they've been working with those companies for years and they're fully trained in that space so demand and supply connectivity while managing the back office operation, when I say back office operation, the biggest hurdle is in this is does your insurance pay for the transportation or not? Is there a copay for that or not? Would you be paying out of your pocket? Then many, many, many people end up in paying out of their pocket and then they don't even know. I mean, if I ask you or if I ask your audience, how many of the people know that their insurance covers or does not cover the transportation benefit or not? I can bet you 99% people in this country would not have any idea.
0: It feels like that's one of your differentiators in how you've set up your business model, right? This nationwide campaign is not just about getting people to your site, which we want to have happen, but it's creating awareness that they may even have this benefit to begin with, yeah? Yeah, I
1: mean, knowledge is power, right? So the more Mm -hmm. knowledge you have, we all have seen these stories that we go to the doctor and then we start getting bills or we go to the hospital and we start getting bills that this was covered, this was not covered, this part was covered and not covered. You, this is the copay. you gotta pay, you owe us this much money. And many people are in heavy medical expense debt. And most of the people who actually file for bankruptcy is because of the medical expenses because they can't cover those medical expenses. But if you know beforehand that your transportation is covered, your medical expenses covered, then you make a better decision and you can save some money by doing so. I mean, you may end up in paying those rideshare share companies to take you to the doctor out of your pocket or, or waiting for your loved ones to show up by the end of the evening and either miss your appointment or you can just get on a safer platform and check your eligibility and easily request a ride wherever you operate and go ahead and go to the doctor and let us handle the back office operation, which we, which we believe that we can do better than anybody else.
0: Absolutely. And so really digging in on the partnership, you shared so many points about our partnership, how we met, and what way we're enabling you. Think about the payer networks. Could you have gone about creating a model where you can allow people to know their eligibility without an API or product like Change Healthcare?
1: Theoretically, yes. Hundred years or 50 years, millions of dollars of investments, a lot of headaches, a lot of setbacks, a meeting with ton and ton of people. If one can do that, you yeah, no, good luck. They can go out and connect with thirty one hundred pairs, thirty two hundred pairs, what so? I mean, what's many they are, but they can do that. But companies like Change Healthcare, they're there for a reason because how do you empower the front end companies like SAFER? How do you empower the companies like EHR and EMRs of the world? You know, how do you empower the patient themselves? I call it, you know, those unsung heroes. Everybody says that Elon Musk sent the rocket to space and back, but the people who are actually building the rocket in the back of the office, they are the ones who are real heroes, who did the real math behind it, who did the real science behind it, how to land a rocket vertically on land? And that's where I think I consider change healthcare as those unsung heroes, like sitting in the back, calculating everything, making sure everything works, API works the way it's supposed to work how you can empower. And, and I would say that, I mean, you, you say that you have one of the best teams I've ever met, like Ashish, uh, Serena, David, many people Ashish, in Ashish's team, how you guys bring together your rest of the people like in the overall operation that whoever can help us very, very quickly and stay on top of it. Good Lord. I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing team you have.
0: Well, it speaks volumes for my team who will be listening, certainly, but it's Not all partners are the same, and it takes two people. And so, Syed, the team that you brought together to work with us have equally been fantastic, and I attribute any success we'll have because of our teams coming together and acting as one, like a true partnership, right?
1: We love it. We love working with your team and and communicating. Once we send an email, we get a response back fairly quickly, and that helped us in moving forward at the speed at which we never thought that we would be able to finish our connectivity with you guys
0: absolutely and so back to the mission itself really thinking about the future right so we laid out this great opportunity for women who are looking for flexible work can come to safer for job opportunities patients plans providers who are looking to connect better more easily connect patients with their benefits so that they can get rides use a platform to do that in a much better way than exists today we've established that tell me what you think the future looks
1: like that's a very loaded question. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you exactly how the future looks like. I don't think that anybody can predict that. But at least what we have planned so far is middleware, a platform that efficiently and effectively connects demand and supply. And when we say that, it means in a layman terms that if anyone needs a medical transportation, they don't need to think three times. They don't need to think again and again. If anyone needs to go to a doctor, if anyone needs to seek medical help, dialysis, or regular appointment, they don't need to wait out for days. They don't have to call. I mean, they can call in as well for uh, at our call center, but they don't need to wait out. They don't need to spend time and agony to, to come up with some sort of a solution that may work or may not work. They can effectively do that through the app on Android and iOS platforms or through our platform online or their doctors can do that or their loved ones can do that or their case workers can handle that through a very seamless easy to use platform that we have built and with that we would like to see that how we can have all people who are insured in this country commercial and others otherwise and we want to work with the insurance companies to see that how we can ensure transportation benefit to the patients as it helps reduce the overall cost of medic- medical medical um, services so we are looking at the space where we can triangulate human behavior with the medical treatment they are having. I mean, in in simple terms, like for instance, if I go to a diabetic appointment and by the end of the day, you know, I'm also going to CVS or some grocery store and buying ice cream, then how is it helping me or not helping me in my treatment? So we want to see that how we can empower people with full understanding of the actions that, okay, you're doing certain things and on the contrary, you are taking certain actions which may not be very helpful for you. So, So with that in mind, we are looking forward For 2023 and 24 and onwards, how Safer Care becomes a true care platform that includes transportation and other benefits too.
0: It's a bold vision, and we're super proud to be your partner, enabling that and aligning our visions around empowered people. And so we're very excited to support your launch now of eligibility, helping you tackle the revenue cycle back end with as much ease as possible. So you could focus on these patients and building out your workforce and this incredible platform.
1: We are really looking forward to this partnership. We really, really enjoy our relationship with Change Healthcare. And, and we're looking for many, many years to work with you and your team.
0: Same. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to be part of our conversation today about changing healthcare. More to come as you open up the show that you probably not be the last time you'll be in this conversation. So we look forward to highlighting work as we go forward and even some of our the clients and some of the impact that we're seeing.
1: Thank you for having me today and thank you for the team you have put together in making this possible. So look forward to having more of these conversations. We would like to invite some of the people who are using our platform, some of the other stakeholders, so they can speak to the ground level as well to the benefits that they are getting from our partnership with Change Healthcare. Thanks, Syed. Thank you very much.
0: My thanks to Syed for being on the show today and telling us all about how Safer Care is changing the game when it comes to patient transportation services. Thanks as well to you for listening. Please remember to leave a review and subscribe. I'm Sarah Linares, and this has been Changing Healthcare, a podcast about accelerating transformation.